0: Hello and welcome to episode 27 of the How to Sleep podcast. In this episode, you'll learn why thinking about all the things you have to do keeps you awake. Welcome to the How to Sleep podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Blateman, qualified adult sleep coach, a previous sufferer of insomnia and mum of three. I believe that sleep is fundamental to your enjoyment of the life you've worked so hard to create, and I support adults like you who are struggling to sleep to get back to sleep and back to living your life in full colour and with maximum energy. This podcast is for you if you are taking ages to get to sleep, or waking in the night and can't get back to sleep, or both. Keep listening to find out how sleep works, the essential elements you need to get the sleep you deserve, and actionable steps that you can take. If you're lying there in the middle of the night thinking about all the things you have to do, then not only is that preventing you from sleeping in that moment, you could actually be triggering your brain to inhibit sleep for a while longer. And specifically what I'm talking about here is when you're lying awake and your mind suddenly comes up with all these things, maybe that you didn't get a chance to do earlier in the day or stuff that you have to do tomorrow, perhaps these tasks are related to work or your home or an upcoming event, or perhaps the timeline's even longer, perhaps you're thinking about Christmas already, or even your retirement plan. And if this is you, the first thing I want you to know is that you are not alone. Lying awake and thinking about things you have to do, or should have done, or didn't get time to do, anything on this theme is really common. So I wanted to talk to you about how this can trigger your brain to actually respond by inhibiting sleep. So in order to understand how these patterns of thoughts affect our sleep, I want you to imagine that our biology was wired so that every time we felt sleepy, we just fell asleep. And imagine how dangerous that would be. So every time you felt sleepy enough to go to sleep, you just shut down and went to sleep whenever and wherever you were. It would be totally impractical. And evolution-wise, we wouldn't have been a successful species for so long So our brain has to have the ability to override sleep, even if we feel tired, and not just override it in that moment, in that second, but to inhibit sleep for the next few minutes, even possibly the next few hours. And I want to simplify the science here to make this really easy to understand. But imagine if your brain can override sleep if it believes you're in the middle of an important task. So, this obviously would be a really good reason to inhibit sleep so that you could complete the task before you fell asleep. So, this would be a really useful function for our brain to have. And this is how we evolve and develop as a species, with our brain designing in appropriate defense mechanisms to help us to override sleep because, like I said, it wouldn't last very long if we fell asleep randomly. Now, obviously, and again, I'm simplifying the science here just to make this a useful description. And, you know, this isn't a science program after all. The type of things that we want to be inhibiting sleep for, if you think about what those would be, I guess they would be the types of things that we were truly right in the middle of, like crossing the road or something really important like completing a meal. So tasks that we're actually even um either in the middle of doing or are so urgent that we've got to complete them before the sleep. And again, it seems like a logical and useful ability to have. Um, And so that's what the kind of, and I said, I'm simplifying the science, but that's basically one of the mechanisms, the override mechanisms that we've evolved. When we feel like we have that really good reason um, and we need to stay awake and alert, our brain has the ability to bring in that override mechanism to suppress um, the uptake and the awareness of all that melatonin floating around, making us feel sleepy and, and inhibit sleep so that we um, don't feel asleepy. It doesn't mean we're not asleepy. it just means that we don't quite feel uh, tired enough to drop off to sleep instantly. Now the problem is, and this is what I wanted to talk about today, the really interesting fact and how it links to thinking about things that you have to do, Scientists think that the parts of the brain that control our sleep and the mechanisms which could be triggered to override the sensation of sleepiness and keep us awake are are pretty old and pretty pretty primitive, pretty basic function there. Brilliant, but, but basic. And psychologists have also identified that our highly evolved, intelligent, cognitive human brains may have a few design flaws, so to speak. And that one of them might be, though, Even though the cognitive parts of our brain are capable of understanding the difference between a real or an imaginary task or an immediate task or a task about something that's, you know, something to do with way into the future or some event way into the future. Our subconscious parts of the brain might not be able to make that distinction. And included in that is the sort of subconscious parts of the brain responsible for inhibiting sleep. So what does that mean in practice? What it means is, if psychologists are correct, that it could be possible for our cognitive brain to be thinking of something we have to do tomorrow or next week or in 10 years' time or something that we've already done and our subconscious brain to interpret these thoughts to mean that we believe we need to act now, that there's something we need to do immediately and that then in order to try and be helpful... It triggers this defence mechanism, this mechanism that I talked about that inhibits sleep so that we can stay awake and do the action it thinks that we need to do right now. And perhaps this resonates with you because perhaps you've noticed that the thoughts that you're thinking about in the night don't even relate to something which needs to be done now. So perhaps you don't have any clue... (laughs) How are you going to address this task? How are you actually going to go about this thing that you were thinking about doing? Or perhaps you're thinking about something that seems really quite small and insignificant, you know, not something worth losing sleep over, but it's somehow keeping you awake. So this is one explanation that the science offers us for why this might be. So you might be thinking, how can I actually control this if it's my subconscious interpretation? Well, one possible help is to just simply reduce the amount of time that you spend thinking about the things that you have to do and then in theory that could reduce the chances that you would trigger the mechanism which inhibits sleep. And have you probably heard me say before, I have found personally and through working with others that learning thought management techniques, um, by that I mean really how to Uh, take back control of your thoughts where that's possible and learn to deal with thoughts that you can't control in a really effective manner uh, and that can actively reduce the amount of time that you spend thinking about tasks and that in turn can potentially reduce the chances that you'll inadvertently trigger these mechanisms that can inhibit sleep. But to teach you how to do this would take longer than I've got here on this podcast so I want to give you some really simple quick practical action steps for this week if you want to start to address this. So if you're waking in the middle of the night and you tend to start thinking about stuff then one simple trick is to keep a notepad by the bed so that if you start to think of things you need to do or things you haven't done please don't get annoyed instead thank your mind for reminding you and just note it down on the pad really quickly and then turn your attention to thinking about something else that's not to do with tasks and just keep doing this simply every time a new thought about tasks comes up. It's a bit repetitive, but if you can really start to get into the habit of doing this, it's really going to help. Um, if your thoughts about all things you have to do tend to rush in more at the start of the night, when you're first trying to get to sleep, and it's at this point that you start reliving all the things that you didn't get managed to get done in the day, or you've got to remember to do tomorrow, then of course you can also try this um, technique of having a notepad, by the bed but even better what I would try and do um, is potentially head off this thought pattern in the first place and one idea for doing this is by building in an opportunity to think through these things in the daytime well before you get to bed and I want to repeat that it has to be well before you're going to bed so doing this exercise right before bed will definitely be counterproductive so you want to take the time to sit down well before bedtime Draw a line under all the tasks and the to-do list floating around in your head and get these things down on paper. So what did you get done that day that you're proud of? What did you not get done? What do you need to do tomorrow? Whatever your typical thought patterns are, try and head them off in advance. And if you make this a part of your evening routine, then this can really help. And I always integrate some form of look back on the day, every single day, and noting a short to-do list of the main things I need to remember for the following day. And where I fit this in is at the end of my work day, so that it's well in advance of going to bed, it doesn't interfere with the relaxing evening atmosphere that I want to create in advance of bedtime. Now, if you need a guide to establishing your own evening routine, which helps you to get to sleep quicker and in which you can incorporate this task list exercise I'm talking about, then I'll leave the link in the show notes for that. All right, have a great week and thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. I hope you found some value in today's episode. If you did, and you know others who would benefit from hearing this information as well, then please share with them. And if you would be so kind as to leave a positive review of the podcast, this will support me in my mission to spread the message of sleep as wide as possible. Thank you so much. If you can't wait until the next episode and you want more guidance right now, then head on over to my website and get access to my free sleep resources. Link in the show notes. Or follow me on Instagram at nikki_blakeman. Wishing you a peaceful night's sleep.